What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. What's up? Uh and welcome to the 138th episode of Indian Markets with KR. and uh if if my voice sounds rough i don't know what the reason for that is but you know i tried to clear my throat a few times but it did not work so that's fine i'm hoping that is not too big of an issue and not not much of a distraction but anyway make sure that you're listening to this episode and the rest of the episodes at a speed you are comfortable at whether it's 1.5x 2x 1x whatever you prefer just make sure that it's not too slow make sure that you aren't feeling very sleepy listening to this because it is very common i don't blame you if you do so without any further ado let's get started so there's no surprise that the markets were very negative with an adr of just 0.14 uh, i'm seeing 1655 securities going down just 93 unchanged and just 235 going up so that's a terrible ratio and uh, if you've been active in any session of this past week you'd know that the market has been performing very poorly and uh, it's it's been in a constant sort of panic selling mode uh, since the week started pretty much some say it's on account of covid-19 coronavirus some say that it's a cyclical correction that is happening i personally feel that it's both you know all those factors somehow the other tend to um bunch up and sort of combine to give us uh, you know indicators and general cycles which which tend to be followed because uh, this is something that I've spoken in the past as well if you look at nifty as a broad market index it has made new highs and then corrected quite steeply so while this is uh, a very abrupt move that we're seeing it is not something which we haven't seen at all in the past so that's something which we need to consider and especially when we talk about you know the primary reason of this being coronavirus i mean sure that's one of the reasons <clears throat> especially because we've got uh the first death in the us reported on uh, you know because of uh, coronavirus and apparently nyse is considering closing their trading floor as well because of this threat the the geneva motor show is cancelled and so many other things so it's not it's, it's not something which is uh you know unwarranted it's not something which doesn't have reason behind it it's just that um ultimately it sort of has perfectly coincided with the cyclical corrections of nifty that we've seen so that's that's my you know for right of the bat that's my main view on what we are seeing right now um i'll come to my views more in depth in the next segment which is the indices but for now we'll just stick to this as far as the fidi uh, you know data is concerned we had minus 1428 uh, crore fi so net selling to the tune of just under 1500 crores uh, which is all right we've seen more on thursday but i'm assuming that's also because uh, it was it was an expiry session that's one of the reasons as well that could happen As far as the DIs are concerned we're looking at 7621 crore buying so clearly very very heavy buying i'm assuming uh, a huge chunk of this must be into equities uh, i feel because they're probably undervalued uh, on the on the face of it so 
uh, that they're probably looking into getting into uh, these positions at a, at a lower rate and then hoping that increases the ROI. So I feel that's why we're looking at a 7,600 crore buying from the DI side. But again, all things considered, does not look very well at all. When we're talking about the indices, we've just got India VIX, which is you know the volatility index um, going up by around 28%, which is a massive change. And as far as the sectorals are concerned, every sector is down. Uh, the only sector, well, the only indices which are up are the fixed income ones. You know, we've got the 10-year GSEX and um, the composite GSEC index and all of those things, they're, they're up. So uh, that's that. In fact, the 10-year benchmark GSEC is up 2%, which is just crazy. So uh, yeah, that's, that's where overall things are placed. And uh, in terms of, you know, some additional observations and such, uh, th there are just so many events that are happening, as I said, the, the first death of uh, coronavirus in the US, Geneva Motor Show not happening, being cancelled, NYSE uh, considering closing their trading floor, and the Taliban peace deal, which is a positive news, but it's still a massive news that's happening. And among all that, you know, we've got India's own inherent situations that are, um, you know, under discussion. So now that, now that, you know, the the Delhi tensions have eased off. It'll probably mean that more leaders, hopefully, will uh, at least try to address address uh, the country. So that that's also something which is of a possibility. As a result, we're probably looking at <coughs> seeing some uh, very important news items and fundamental and sentimental items being uncovered, in my opinion, in this current current coming week. So that's also something which will obviously have a direct impact on the markets and that is why it's, it makes it just that much harder to really speak about the impact of things and whether this purely is related to the coronavirus or whether that effect is slowing down or not because there are just so many factors to consider and so many factors which have a very uncertain effect on the market, at least that my that's my view on it. Uh, as far as, you know, something which will help you trade, uh, this is actually something that my friend told me, Paresh Shah, if you're listening to this, which I think you are, so, hello. <laughs> but uh, he, he was telling me um, the other day that he he's right now taking a few trades based on open interest alone. Uh, not alone, but he's, he's sort of trying to see what the open interest is based on the option um, chain and such. And that's been working out reasonably well for him. This is something that I personally did not uh, follow. I knew, you know, how the option chain works and stuff, but I did not follow it uh, for for no real reason, if I'm being honest. But uh, that's also something interesting, something more that uh, I'll look at, and you know, you can look at it as well. So, uh, you know, the option chain basically shows you what kind of interest is there, buying and selling interest in specific options with the strike, with whether it's a call or a put and all of those things. So it's a very uh, helpful tool, but not a lot of people use it. You know, if you're just making a quick move here and there, if you know the market is trending, then you really don't need it all the time. Uh, but perhaps in times like these, it'll help you understand what the overall sentiment of the market is and where the consensus stands. So uh, I feel it's an invaluable tool that way. Now, uh, I'm just so, I've, instead of, you know, uh, writing down my complete analysis, if you know, nowadays I'm just looking at the charts and looking at the screen and then talking. So I've made a note of a few points here. 
and i'm just trying to take those points off and yeah i think i'm all about done as far as the first segment is concerned let's move to the next nifty closed at 11201 so that's 431 points from its previous close which is a massive amount no matter how you put it bank nifty is at 29147 within a blink of an eye it's gone from 30000 plus levels to 29000 and almost below levels in fact the low for the day was 29051 which shows that it may have very well been able to test that 29k level as well within one trading day and that's just wild if you think about it uh but that's just the intensity of the sell off that was happening uh it looks like now in terms of percentage change we're looking at 3.56% down for nifty 3.25% down for bank nifty i think this has to be um you know in terms of absolute amount like not counting the gap uh, i'm pretty sure that this has to be like much much bigger than what we saw on the budget day and uh, it's i i think it's one of the largest uh, falls that we've seen the next one that i can see is uh is around 22nd july 19 so that's possibly also one of the ones uh you know one of the big falls that we've seen uh, but i don't think it was quite as big as this one so that's what we're seeing right now is especially surprising because all things considered nifty was showing signs of support at lower levels nifty was showing uh, you know some amount of willingness to at least explore or at least try out higher levels uh, which makes all of this even more surprising but again it always had that amount of leeway from that trend line so as of now you know if we still try to justify this movement which uh, whether we should or not is another question altogether but if we do want to justify this movement then we can still say that it's at that trend line right now uh, where it was at on 20th september so that's one thing to consider if you are a bullish person in general like me because i've sort of embraced my bullish bias now uh, so if you've got that bullish view then this is something that you can justify that view with if you don't have that bullish view then very well like you know the market has been moving in your favor um and in terms of you know what the losers and the gainers were and such we only had two gainers for nifty and they were very offbeat sort of gainers ioc and maruti maruti was not really a gainer just 0.07% up but uh, you know it's still it's still a good sign that it wasn't completely down in the ditch like tata motors which is down more than 10% it's now at 129 which is very very close to those levels where uh, you know it it had become one of my favorite stocks in fact yes bank is also approaching that favorite stock level uh, now that it's 6.66% down number of the devil at 35 34.35 rupees so a lot of stocks being down vedel was the worst performer 13.56% so you know really not a good day as far as the stocks are concerned as far as the indices are concerned in fact bank nifty had zero gainers and uh, it was relatively stable ish when you compare it to nifty but still you know far far from uh, what the ideal would have been as far as the charts are concerned though now on the daily chart we saw some very uh, distinct you know attempts to take support but of course they were all fa- they all failed and uh, in fact the high for the day was very very close to the open that makes me feel that you know that negative sentiment was there since since long before 
uh, I was personally expecting the market to at least take a small, um, you know, cushion at 11.322 or so, trying to take support at that level despite falling to sub 11.300 levels, uh, which is why, as you'll see in the next uh, segment, I, I took calls. Uh, but that failed, so it, it just breached that 61.8% level. Very important one, in my opinion, uh, like it was nothing. So uh, that's another thing to consider. It really did not give too much weightage or too much importance to even the daily support levels. And I'm sure this is a level on the weekly charts as well. So that's another thing to consider. Now, as I said, it's at that trend line. So uh, there's, there's, you know, if, if you have that bullish sort of view in general, if you believe that this is a very cyclical correction that's happening, then you might say that, you know, there's a chance that it might bind, bounce up from where it's at. And that's that's perfectly fine, in my opinion, as well, because 11,200, I feel, is, is quite a fall, especially because just two weeks ago, it was it was pretty much on its way uh, to making new highs. So that's my view on that. If we look at the weekly chart of Nifty, we see that it has a base at around... 10,900 or so, 10,950. So, you know, if, if things really go bad, that is where uh, the next stop probably will be. Uh, you know, judging by how things are going, it, it really is unstoppable in terms of negativity. Judging by the lack of very strong positive news, there's a very good chance that we see it, uh, uh, you know, going down as well right now. Because, uh, you know, despite, despite you know, it being underpriced, if, if there is going to be a panic sell-off, things are just not going to work uh, according to how they should so that's another thing that we should consider and as a result you know 10,900 950 or so appears to be its uh, next target again on the uh, on the weekly chart on the monthly chart uh, let's see how it has ended the month and we're seeing something very similar again this is this is a very standard cyclical pattern that we're seeing on the monthly chart i do recommend you look at it looks like after three or four months of going up whether it's gradually or whether it's uh, you know just rapidly it does like to take a month uh, of correction in fact this has been one of the worst months that we've seen uh, you know in terms of just outright negativeness after july as we spoke about in the daily chart as well <coughs> my my throat seems to be giving out, uh, but that's fine. I'll, I'll continue with the episode. Uh, as far as Bank Nifty's charts are concerned, uh, we're seeing something very similar, except Bank Nifty is is just in nowhere uh, nowhere land right now uh, on the daily chart at least. So you know, I feel that if it looks for supports and such, it 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 still has quite a long way to go. Uh, if we speak about you know proper supports, otherwise 28,600 or so is a very strong one. Uh, so is 29,000 as a level dot, which is possibly going to be the one it respects if the general tone and the general mood is going to be even mildly positive. So that's something we need to consider as well. As far as the weekly chart goes, um, again something very similar because ultimately the daily chart, the, the daily chart, you know prices and zones are going to be very similar to the weekly ones, especially when you talk about a consolidation that's happened or so, because that is where, uh, you know, it'll be evident on the weekly charts as well. And that's again something that we are seeing. 28,200 is appearing to be a very strong level on the, on the Nifty Bank chart of uh, the weekly time frame. 
uh, and the reason why I'm talking about just the lower levels right now is because right now it's in a, it's in a very distinct lower trend. If we talk about a possible recovery, uh, then if the momentum is not high or if people just do not instantly uh, start squaring off their shorts and start getting into new long positions, then we'll either just see a very sudden move and then again it won't really respect those levels or we'll see a very gradual move, you know, taking resistance from every minor resistance there is and uh, just, just trying to tussle with the market is what we might see. So right now, you know, the significance of levels as, as a whole uh, sort of, you know, goes down a bit because, again, the market is completely going on uh, sentiments and such, in my opinion. Uh, in fact, the monthly chart of Bank Nifty also proves that uh, to us. So that's another thing to consider. Um, and yeah, I mean, Bank Nifty, while below its moving average right now, uh, it has recovered from this level as well. So it really is not, uh, you know, it's, it's very 50-50, I feel, as things are. And uh, yeah, that, that's my view on the indices. Again, nothing decisive because it is very difficult and it's pretty much next to impossible right now to give you an, uh, a very decisive figure unless we really try to build our uh, you know deductions and all those things based on the general sentiment which appears to be negative right now so as much as i hate to say it uh, the negativity still seems to be around but i'm hoping that that sort of changes anyway now onwards to the trades so my trades as i said in the previous segment or the one before that uh, they were mainly nifty calls, two of them at separate times, one lot each. And uh, my logic was very similar. That fib level was there, so I was like, yeah, you know, there's a chance it might take support. Because it was taking support on, on, the, day, on the intraday chart. So I entered into it, not a tight stop loss, I'd say, but definitely tighter than uh, what I had previously. As a result, the losses were not too bad at all. Um, and overall, you know, this past... <clears throat> Sorry for that. Overall, you know, this past week has been a crazy learning experience because I've just seen so many new things and some very, very interesting observations. And, uh, you know, it's just been an eventful week as such. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my trades do not consist of a lot of them. But, uh, and of course, this past week has been very negative in terms of PNL. But things are really not that bad because I'm getting a lot of a lot out of it, uh, you know, when you consider the learning aspect of it. So, yeah, that's my view on that. And uh, one more thing that I wanted to mention in terms of what my strategy-ish is going to be going forward. If this bearishness in general is going to continue, I might just look at equity um, a bit more because... What I've seen is it tends to be a lot less choppier and a lot more, uh, you know, restricted as far as the movement is concerned than some of these indices. So it, it gives people like me who are more comfortable getting into longs or bullish positions a better chance to play, you know, so to speak, uh, than than what, um, what, what like indices gives. So that's my view on that. Just wanted to, you know, let you guys know. And let's move to the lesson now. So it's very difficult to really tell you a lesson because I've learned I've, I've learned so many you know intricate observations so to speak, uh, so many 
nuances of uh, of the markets that that generally are not very visible when we speak about uh, you know the the moves that we that we see in trending markets or in ranging markets it's only when we see very abrupt moves is is when you understand certain nuances of how the markets work and and those have really been my learning so it's very difficult to put them in words rather it's very intuitive uh, when you actually look at the charts so it's 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 slightly hard for me to say what the lesson is um but you know honestly if you want to learn if you want to take a lot out of this market and this is something that my father has been doing so i'll just uh, very conveniently steal uh, what he's doing right now and he's just looking at you know the price movements and the order flows and such of interrelated or even mildly related uh, securities so if we're talking about you know a spot and an uh, an underlying and uh, it's it's call or a put or the spot and the future or you know one of nifty's components with nifty and when you look at all these things you know you you start you start seeing some patterns and you start seeing what the general movement tends to be um you know compared to what it is right now and compared to what uh, you know something which is related to it moves so let's say that we have a nifty call for instance um you know i buy it at let's say 100 rupees when the underlying is 100 rupees and i buy it at 10 rupees so the underlying moves down to 80 rupees my call goes down to 7 rupees so that is that is one aspect but when the underlying goes back to 100 my call is still at 7 so st- stuff like those you know intricacies of these pricing strategies and intricacies of how the market actually prices these things compared to how the volatility is compared to how the momentum is compared to how the general trend is compared to how the individual movements are is something that i've gained and it again it is very difficult to really put these into words because it's more of an intuitive understanding that you gain so my my biggest suggestion to you guys and this is something which is not really a spoon feeding thing which is normally the case i tell you literally what i've learned but in this case i really want to tell you how you can learn as well from such markets just look at them and at first you might not really make sense of it but when you start seeing uh, when you start experimenting with different you know indicators with different overlays with different uh, you know order flow types like you know not order flow but when when you look at the market depth you just try to see it uh, how it's moving compared to a call compared to a put compared to a future and all of those just whatever instrument you want to trade basically just try to observe it and the related instruments and it will help you gain a much deeper understanding which will really really help you knock it out of the park when the markets actually turn trending because they will and uh, that's that's possibly the best way you could uh, you could make something extremely positive out of these rough markets so that's my view on that three and a half minute uh, lesson which is uh, slightly on the higher side compared to what what it usually is uh, but i really do hope you took something out of this and it helped you i hope you found this insightful and informative as always happy trading tomorrow see you in the next one